The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yes, welcome into UAP Weekly. I'm Stephen Diener, back with you here on the Unidentified Alien Podcast Weekly Edition and what I call UFO Mania. My gosh, over the past week or so, the amount of interviews and quotes and happenings that have taken place were just so much made my head spin. What I wanted to do was kind of put it all together here for you today in one nice, neat package, and hopefully it all makes sense as we go through everything. That has happened, like I said, over the past seven days plus with you know names like Tucker Carlson, David Grush, Senator Chuck Schumer, amongst others. Some some new names who have thrown their uh, their their names into the hat here of discussions of disclosure and what they've seen and what they know. And these are big names too. That's if you haven't heard, I will introduce you to those. Then they all had something to say, and like I said, we're going to cover it all right here. Put it all together in one nice, neat package for Christmas, maybe, if, if you will, since we're a week away from Christmas as I record this right now. But I do have a question about all of this, everything, as it pertains to, I guess, the overall discussion, the overall conversation. And I'm going to ask that question at the end. But first, we're going to start with the interview that took place with David Gresham. It seems like with these David Gresham interviews, by the way, with Joe Rogan, that just dropped, right? That was a surprise. It wasn't advertised. No one talked about how it was going to happen beforehand. And everybody was like, oh, wow, this is great. And it's kind of the same thing that happened with this Tucker Carlson interview as well. All of a sudden, that dropped out of nowhere. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, there's there's an interview with Tucker Carlson and David Grush. Okay, we, we got to kind of dig into this. Now, this was an over an hour long, so I'm not going to be playing like the whole interview or anything. Kind of like with David, where he was on with Joe Rogan. You know, that was like, I think, over two hours long. So what I wanted to do is just touch on some of the main points. And also, like I said, go into a lot of other things that happened over the past week or so. But to kind of set it up here with this discussion between Tucker Carlson and, and David Grush on this uh, first, you know, first nugget, I suppose, of UFO mania. This was interesting. Outside of the interview with David Grush, Tucker Carlson did his own interview with a different show, and they talked about the UAP discussion. And this is what Tucker Carlson, a guy who you know was part of the mainstream media, kind of broke away or got fired, I guess, whatever you want to say, does his own thing on Twitter now. And this is what he had to say 
on a different show when they were talking about this. So this is where Tucker lands in this whole discussion, even before getting into it with David Grush. There are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, you know, haven't told my wife about it. There's a spiritual component there that I, I don't fully understand. Um, so, yes, that story bothers me. So, yeah, that was that was a clip that got a lot of attention if you hadn't heard it before. You know, we talked about the disturbing stuff, the dark stuff, and, you know, something he hasn't even told his wife. Now, let me also say I get it. Okay, Tucker Carlson, as as a person and his views and things like that, um, not everybody agrees with him or the things that he says. I'm not here to debate that. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here having a discussion about uh, UAP, UFO, and everything having to do with what's being spoken about, you know, in, in the major interviews and how it's being presented to us. And right now, Tucker Carlson is a guy who is in the middle of that discussion. So I'm not here to debate whether or not you like him or like his views. You can talk amongst yourselves with that. This is this is a bigger picture type of thing here today, okay? But when you talk about, you know, the disturbing stuff, things that are too dark, a spiritual connection, those are all things that we've brought up before. You know, what type, and, and probably, I think the the, my favorite episode that I have ever presented, that I've ever prepared and done, was episode 74 of UAP with the tears of Jimmy Carter religion versus disclosure because I spoke a lot about that with the spiritual connection and how these two things intertwine is there a good versus evil when it comes to this type of stuff and maybe you know is, is that what Tucker is getting at you know when he says he knows about some dark disturbing things are we talking about things that David Grush has kind of gone into when it comes to you know people getting killed over this secret cover-ups and things like that does it come go more to discussions that I've had with Michael Herrera, where Michael Herrera talks about you know people who are uh, taken some maybe not necessarily against their will from the last time what for what he was told uh, told us, but you know where they're taken into these programs and you know they use psychic abilities to to call on aliens or bring them down and then these these companies shoot down the UFOs like that stuff that Michael Herrera told us. That he's been seen firsthand is what is what he told me last time we spoke. So there is dark and disturbing things. Of course, the spiritual connection. Are we talking about some type of demonic connection to some type of alien or an interdimensional being? You know, there's, there's all these questions, right? So that was one thing that a lot of people were speaking about was that clip there from Tucker Carlson because, you know, some people freak out and they say, well, what is he talking about? Is, that, is it too much of a paradigm shift? Is it too much for people to handle? Is that why, you know, the government doesn't disclose some of these things? Well, we'll get into some of those questions later on, too. But it was a pretty interesting quote. That is that is for sure. But, you know, again, I think it's it's some of the things we've already spoken about when it comes about when we talk about dark and dis uh, disturbing. Or maybe there's things that we don't even know. You know, alien abduction, things like that. I don't know. But when it comes to the interview with David Grush, again, they covered a lot of ground. It was over an hour. But this, I want to start here with what David Grush had to say with Tucker Carlson because it's so cut and dry. It's so plain and simple. And I know it's easier said than done. But this is, we talk about catastrophic disclosure a lot, right? We, we hear that term, catastrophic disclosure. What does that mean? What would that look like? What about basic 
disclosure. Here's David Crush on the idea of basic disclosure. I think there needs to be, you know, a call it a truth and reconciliation process. You know, we're not here to shackle people, but I'm here, you know, it's time to reconcile this. Uh, we need to heal from this. You know, we need to disclose the basics, the fact that we're, we're not alone. We've recovered material and we've recovered the occupants. Okay, so not alone, recovered material and recovered the occupants. That's basic disclosure, right? In the eyes of David Grush, which I think is fair because those are all things that have been talked about for decades and portrayed in movies. I mean, I don't think... Now, would people be a little freaked out at first? I'm sure there'd be a a segment of the population that would be like, oh my gosh, I never thought this was true. What does this mean? My whole life is a lie. You know, you're going to have those people no matter what. But I think for the most part, if we had that type of basic basic disclosure, we're not alone. We've recovered, you know, the craft and we've recovered occupants. If we talk about those three things, I don't think you're going to have that much of a paradigm shift where the world is just going to implode on itself. I think most people who are in on this conversation understand that those things are more than likely happening. And I think he, it's an interesting quote where he says, you know, like a truth and reconciliation type of thing where we turn the corner and, you know, and we can be told, okay, yes, this is true. Here's what's true about it. We're not going to tell you everything yet. But here's the basic disclosure, and I think that would be a good place to start because in a separate interview with News Nation, actually, David Grush really made the rounds, actually, over the past week or so, not only with Tucker Carlson, but with News Nation, like I said. He made some waves on there by saying he was actually given clearance to speak on the first-hand knowledge that he has. So this is this kind of flew under the radar because of the Tucker Carlson interview, but nevertheless, it was... Still a pretty big statement. And this is what he had to say when he was asked about people who say that they don't believe him because he never reveals his firsthand knowledge. And I'm going to go into this a little bit more. But first, here here is his quote. Well, uh, I couldn't be very upfront about my firsthand knowledge until recently. I got some other security approvals uh, through the pre-publication and security review process. Um, and I did have some firsthand knowledge of some specific uh, parts of the program. Uh, I'm currently drafting an op-ed that I'm going to release in a few weeks and I will be discussing what I actually do know firsthand. All right. So that was kind of a bombshell, right? So there's two things here. Number one, we're going to get an op-ed from David Grush talking more in detail about his firsthand knowledge. So that's pretty big. So that's, I mean, we're going to start off 2024 with a bang. It sounds like, and we'll see if and when it comes out, but he says, you know, that's something that's going to come out in a few weeks. So you would think sometime maybe, you know, after the new year, maybe the first week of the year, we'll see how that all pans out. But it's worth noting that he made those comments before responding to a recent criticism from Neil deGrasse Tyson and Alvi Loeb, both of them talking about how they need to see or hear the firsthand knowledge from David Grush, they need to hear more detail from him. They, they need to hear, you know, all the things that he's seen or have been told. And I don't have this this sound, but David Grush said, look, I'm not looking to go to jail here, okay? He's like, there's a reason why I can only say so much. And he kind of, you know, a little, little feisty, a little spicy, salty David Grush. I think I like salty David Grush because I think he's tired of, you know, people who 
are are speaking out of turn. And yes, I say that when it comes to someone like you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, where or or even Avi Loeb, where they're like, all right, you know, come on, give us the goods. And it's like, all right, maybe you you don't understand everything that's happening here, like everything that's on the line. Okay, like maybe be a little bit more sensitive to the situation. And that's kind of what David Grush was saying was like, you guys are basically looking like fools, and your your field of work is being undermined by these secrets that you're basically you know ridiculing me for, saying, oh well, tell us more. So it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, he, he kind of came back hard at them, salty David Grush. I'm. I'm a fan of Salty David Crush. It's like, yeah, come on, tell him. But when you, you talk about this op-ed as well that uh, you know David Grush is talking about that I guess will come out sometime in January. But he said there is a limit, again, like he kind of spoke back to Neil deGrasse Tyson and Avi Loeb, saying there's a limit to what he can actually tell us even in the op-ed. So how, I guess, you know, revealing will this be? So here's what he had to say when he was asked about what his firsthand knowledge involves. What are we going to find out about in this op-ed? Are we going to hear more about bodies, craft, biologics, as he put it in front of Congress? Here's what he had to say on the limitations about what he's still allowed to say and what not to say. The deeper description of what I know has been redacted. Uh, they proposed a redaction in a pre-publication and security review uh, response a few days ago, and um, they're telling me to withhold legally some of the first-hand knowledge I have, but I'm allowed to generally uh, discuss that I was read into a UAP-related program directly um, by the U.S. government. All right, so I guess the question is, what is the deeper description that we're not going to get, and what different details may we get in this op-ed? It sounds like, to me anyway, just from from what he was saying there in that uh, interview with uh, News Nation, it seems like the real, you know, juicy stuff, if you will, is still going to remain under wraps for now, which I get, okay? There's, I understand the situation. There's only so much you can say. The fact that a guy like this has even come out and said what he said to begin with, there's a huge risk for him, and he's gone through it. And we're going to cover more of that here in, in just a minute. So the deeper description, you know, you're going to always going to have people who aren't happy They're always going to want more. You can give them a feast, and if you don't give dessert, they're going to be upset. So that's just the way some people are. I mean, that that, that probably goes with a lot of things in life. So I guess we'll see what type of details he's able to go into once we read this op-ed and what what has to be left out. But it could be interesting. You know, we might get some new information there. We'll keep an eye out for that one from David Grush. But... Maybe there's a good reason why he still maintains some of the secrecy. Because if you were threatened or investigated, that might kind of, you know, take make you take a couple steps back as well. And apparently, those are things that he has been going through. And he spoke about that here with uh, Tucker Carlson, actually, going back to that interview. Here's what David Grush actually had to say about some threats that uh, he's encountered. I mean, it was blatant, we'll just say, what I observed, and it was... So concerning, I, I had a, I ended up reporting it to the authorities, and and I asked my agency for certain protective measures. I can't get into that that detail, um, but I was certainly petrified. And the, the at the same time that those things were happening to me personally, um, they were happening at the same time to a certain other public figure um, that is known to the world. We'll just say, and another former intelligence officer near my home as well. 
and it was some kind of um, planned uh, multi-person intimidation um, activity that was very disturbing. And I'll just leave it at that. Wow. I mean, it really does kind of make you, I guess, take a step back and realize, hey, this is this isn't all fun and games. Like, it's fun for us. It's exciting. Maybe, yeah, the better word is probably exciting to hear, you know, details from a guy like David Grush, a man who was in his position to come out and talk about these things and say, yes, this stuff is happening, right? That's what got people so jazzed up this year when it came to his statements and what he's had to say over the past months. But when you hear him talk about overt threats and how it was like this multi-pronged operation against him and other people and a public figure, we don't know who those people are. I mean, we can only speculate, you know, who he's talking about, whether it's politicians. Listen, going back to Michael Herrera, remember, you know, this is a guy, Michael Herrera, who is a pretty high-level whistleblower himself. He hasn't been as public as David Grush because that's not his, I guess, his desire to be out there in front of all the cameras and speaking. He's spoken to me. He's spoken to a few other shows, but he doesn't want to get out there a lot, but in the couple of times that I've spoken to Michael Herrera, he has mentioned Marco Rubio, you know, senator from Florida, where I am right here in, in, in Florida, how Marco Rubio has been threatened. I mean, Michael Herrera has, has said that here on this show. So that's a big deal. If you're talking about public figures, maybe we are speaking about politicians in that case. And Herrera even talked about how he was threatened, black helicopters flying over his house and things like that. So I I mean, we, we've heard these accounts personally from people that I've spoken to here on the show, and it sounds like David Grush is going through the same type of stuff. And these, you know, strong-arm tactics, it's just, it's a shame, but this is the kind of stuff that takes place behind the scenes. And they, they it's these scare tactics, right? If you say something, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen to you or your family or your friends or your business. It's serious stuff. And the question always becomes, ultimately, what are they trying to hide and why, right? What What is the deeper layer of these secrets here? Well, if being threatened wasn't enough, maybe investigations would do the trick, I guess. More strong-arm tactics as they try to bury people in litigation, which is just a, a classic strong-arm there from the government. Listen to these claims here from David Grush on how he was attacked through the legal system. So not only overt threats against him, but then legal action also taken. This is pretty wild. I was under criminal investigation for four months. I was never interviewed. I didn't even know what it was about. But then I found out afterwards when they you know, tried to use that to revoke my clearance. Now, mind you, I was cleared of any wrongdoing. I maintained my clearance. You know, I resigned from NGA with my clearance eligibility intact. And I'm like, Okay, so you said I did something bad, which wasn't even true. You never interviewed me, and you were trying to use that information to fire me. That's crazy. And one of the reasons I went public, I'm a patriot. I shouldn't be treated like this. And it is an outrage. I mean, you talk about, it's just it's just a shame. You know, that last line really got me where he says, I'm a patriot. I shouldn't be treated like this. Because he's not the only one. I mean, we've we've heard stories before about different people, how they're treated by, you know, the government and, and, you know, their former employer, if you will, when they come out and they try to do the right thing and their former employer says, no, no, that's not how this works. And then they 
while that happens, right? Investigations and litigation and all these things, they try to take your clearances away. Again, you know, what is what is the big, big thing here, right? I think we know what it is, but I'm sure there's more that meets the eye than what than from what we're even seeing. And, and this all kind of depends on if you believe David Grush to begin with. Personally, I do. I have. I continue to. That's just my opinion. Some people think he's full of it. Some people think he's an attention hog. If that's where you're at, then by all means. But I don't see it that way with David Grush. I see a guy that is trying to do the right thing. And in his words with Joe Rogan, he ruined his life over this. So it's, uh, man, <laughs> it's a lot. And I think there's still a lot more to come that we are going to hear in uh, in 2024. I have a feeling 2024 is going to be very, very interesting. That is for sure. But just to hear some of the stuff that he's gone through, oh, you know, behind the scenes, the threats, the litigation, the investigations, I give the guy a lot of credit for continuing to push forward. You know, a lot of people, most people, the vast majority of people would back down and say, okay, all right, enough. I'm sorry. Like, my bad. Okay, I'll, I'll take it all back. You don't have to threaten me or my family or my friends or my business. You don't have to, you know, empty my bank account. You don't have to, you know, bury me in litigation so I'm buried in legal fees and I go broke. Okay, I get it. I'm done. Most of us would do that. David Grush hasn't. He's out there trying to fight the good fight. So I I give him credit. And like I said, I have a feeling there is a lot more to come. There was one more uh, clip here, actually, that, that I wanted to play because it kind of connects to a lot of other things that we've spoken about in the past. He mentioned the nukes, the nuke connection, if you will, when it comes to UAPs, UFOs, aliens, you know, everything going on. Why have they always been very interested, seemingly, in our nuclear capabilities. He does mention Bob Salas here, actually. Our good friend Bob Salas, who has spoken to a couple of times, great guy, have had him on here on the show. And he mentions, you know, Malstrom Air Force Base. So I'll let David Grush here talk about what is the nuke connection when it comes to aliens and UFOs. Certainly there is some kind of nuclear connection what does it mean? I don't know. They're obviously performing some kind of um, reconnaissance uh, and surveillance of us as it relates to not only our nuclear weapons and nuclear facilities. And, you know, very famous incident in 1967, yeah. Bob Salas, right, shut down the nukes. And, uh, you know, we should take those observers seriously. They're trained. They have clearances. They have their you know jobs on the line, you know, lying in that regard. And so... There is a nuclear connection, but what does it mean? I don't even know. It sounds like he really doesn't know there. You know, a lot of times he'll say, well, I can't tell you about it. Sounds like he really doesn't even know. And it's, it is the age old question, right? What is the connection? And, you know, he mentions Bob Salas there, which was great to hear him get a shout out. Um, but that has always been the question. Is it, you know, that just an observation, you know, is it just that, monitoring if you will okay let's see what you humans are doing are you going to blow yourselves up here you know is it like the parent has to come and take the toy away from the child because they're going to hurt themselves is that is that the kind of situation that we're in when it comes to their interest in our nuclear capabilities or is it an energy thing we don't really know and that's that's still a question that we're trying to figure out it's all kind of theory but it was interesting to hear him talk about it though it's 
you know, is that a secret anyone knows? Honestly, I guess when you think about it, maybe, maybe that's one of the most guarded secrets. It could be. You know, maybe that's one of those things that it causes the UFO discussion to be such a highly, highly classified type of discussion when it comes to, you know, government, Department of Energy, right? We've talked about them before. You know, how the atomic, you know, apartment, uh, department through Oppenheimer's time kind of evolved into the Department of Energy. And, you know, people say they're the ones who kind of hold all the cards, or at least most of the cards. So if you talk about it, you know, nuclear secrets and energy and things like that, you would think... Maybe the Department of Energy would be the organization that kind of has some of the answers there, but maybe nobody knows. It's 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 fascinating. Well, one of those questions we continue to ask and continue to theorize over, and you know maybe we'll get more answers in the future on that one. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Kans free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. But moving on from there, because this past week or so wasn't only about David Grush and Tucker Carlson. For whatever reason, there seemed to be some big news statements every day, seemingly from various people or outlets, which is why I call this UFO mania, because it was like every day something was happening. And this next one comes from someone who was pretty high up there in the totem pole, former Secretary of Defense under the Trump administration, Chris Miller. He sat down with Sean Ryan on his show, and Sean Ryan you know, does a great job. His head on, actually, Michael Herrera and uh, D.C. Long, who we've spoken to here, and Eric Hecker, who we've spoken to. So some of the same names, actually, from the Sean Ryan show to here. I've never spoken to Chris Miller, but he said, it looks like he had a great discussion with Chris Miller. Again, former uh, Secretary of Defense there. 
under the Trump administration. And this clip here kind of stuck out for a lot of people, including myself, because the two of them towards the end of the interview spoke about UAPs for a little while. And people were shocked when they heard how regretful Chris Miller was for not finding out more about the UAP phenomenon. Listen to what he had to say here himself. This was Chris Miller, again, former Secretary of Defense under the Trump administration. This is what he had to say about what he regrets not finding out. What I failed to do when I was acting Secretary of Defense was to ask for that briefing. What was I thinking? I really wish I would have gotten that briefing. So you go in there, you're asking about what's it like the first day. You know what I should have asked for then? UAP. I said, give me the report on the UFOs. Should have done that. I'm serious, a heart attack right now. Should have done that. And nobody volunteered to give that briefing. And I wonder why. Well, I think I know why. It's because they don't want other people to know. They don't want other people to know. There you go. Highlight it. Italicize it. Underline it. Bold it. Whatever you want to do. I think I know why. They don't want other people to know. Isn't that amazing? That's kind of like the, the crux of this whole thing. It's, it's, it's the nucleus of this entire thing. Of this whole discussion of the secrecy. Why wouldn't they brief? Why wouldn't they voluntarily brief the Secretary of Bleepin' Defense on this issue? He would have to ask for it specifically. They're not going to volunteer that information. Even if you're the Secretary of Defense. They're not going to volunteer. They're going to give you the nuclear codes. They're going to give you protocols. All those different things. You know, what do you do in the case of a major terrorist attack? Those are all things that they give you. You know, the nation's secrets, you know, underground bunkers, things like that. They're going to tell you all that, but they're not going to volunteer the information when it comes to UAPs and past recoveries and reverse engineer technology. That they're not going to give you when you're the Secretary of Defense. The Secretary of Defense. And they're not going to tell you those things unless you ask for it specifically. Isn't that something? And you hear it there in his voice. How regretful he was. Like, dang it. I missed that opportunity. I didn't find out. And I should have asked. Now, there's, you know, a lot of important things going on. You have a lot on your plate when you're (laughs) coming in as the Secretary of Defense. A lot going on around the world. So, you know, he was distracted. But you hear it there. For over 80 years, that has been the main thing at the center of this discussion. What Chris Miller said there at the end of that quote. They didn't, they didn't volunteer the information because they don't want other people to know. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. I mean, that, that, that's a guy that would know. That's a guy in a position uh, as a secretary of defense, for goodness sakes. And he says they don't want other people to know. He knows what's going on behind the scenes. So the question is, of course, now what, right? Or, or, I, or I should say maybe know what. <laughs> what do they want people to know? Or how much of it? All of it, specific pieces of, it, of information related to sensitive subjects. You know, we've brought up religion before. Do they? Is there information regarding the connection to, to God, religion, beliefs, Christianity, whatever? Is, is there a segment of that that they want to keep out of the public domain? Is there a segment of the, of the conversation when it comes to abductions, experimentations, treaties? You know, do all those things go hand in hand? You go back to the old, um, you know, stories when it came to Eisenhower and his supposed treaty with, 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 with the Greys, where they talked about, okay, we'll let you abduct a certain amount of people if 
you give us this type of technology and then the Grays take it too far? That's been the story. Do they want, you know, is that is that the dark, disturbing stuff that they don't want us to know about? That Tucker Carlson doesn't want to tell his wife? Is that the type of stuff that they need to keep secret in their minds from the from the general public? So what don't they want us to know? How much of it don't they want us to know? And these are all just theories, right? Maybe it's the origins. How it all connects to, you know, creation. Maybe it's maybe something as simple as what type of laws has the U.S. government broken over the past 80 years? What are they going to be liable for? What are they not going to be able to get away with? How weak, maybe, how how weak would we actually look in the grand scheme of things? That's another thing, too, that I don't think gets brought up enough. You know, maybe the U.S. government doesn't bring up a lot of this stuff or tell the truth on some of it, not only because of the power and the money and the things like that. Of course, that has a lot to do with it. You know, whenever you have a question, follow the money. But when it comes to, of course, you know, defense contracts and just having, you know, that power, the advanced technology over your adversaries, of course, those are all things that you want to keep secret. That's that's obvious. But what if there's stuff that we still don't understand? And that's most likely the case. I mean, think about it. If If, let's say you're a time traveler from, you know, 1920 and you travel 100 years into the future to 2023 what are you going to do when someone hands you an iPhone I mean think about it what are you going to do when someone puts you in in, in a Tesla I mean you're going to have no idea what's going on and that's just 100 years of, of technology that you it would take you a while to understand okay what is happening here how does this stuff work so I'm sure there are things that the U.S. government, as far as reverse engineered technology is concerned, or things that they are still trying to reverse engineer, that they still don't understand. So maybe there is an element here of not wanting to look weak, not wanting to look like, you know, we're not at the top of the food chain, so to speak. If it comes out that, well, there are higher, you know, there's this higher knowledge of non-human intelligence out there and... We don't really know what it is or how to handle it or what their plans are, but we're just going to go along with it. You lose that sense of invincibility. You lose that sense of, you know, oh, we're the most powerful ones out there. And I think that's a realization that maybe the U.S. government doesn't want people to have or maybe that they're not ready for yet for people to realize yet that we're not the highest thing on the food chain. You know what I mean? So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Not wanting to look weak. But there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a reason why, a lot of reasons why, like we just said there, that maybe why that information is not volunteered to someone like Chris Miller, former Secretary of Defense, and why a lot of the stuff still remains, you know, kind of hidden. Why we don't have that ultimate disclosure yet. But maybe this guy can shed some light on it, too. Here's a man named Timothy Gallaudet, retired U.S. Navy Rear Admiral. Yes, that's right. Another high-level whistleblower who has gone public with his knowledge of otherworldly tech. You may or may not have heard about this one because of everything that happened on top of it. Everything happened so quickly this past week or so, over the past 7 to 10 days, that it was hard to keep up with. Honestly, it was. I was taking notes over the past 10 days or so. Like, okay, I got to talk about this. I got to mention that. And as soon as I write something down, 
something else happens. Some other, you know, high level government official would come out and talk about things. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, this one I feel like kind of got buried a little bit with with Tim Gallaudet, which is why I'm talking about it now, because this was astonishing, honestly. He sat down with the great Ross Coltheart, who does an amazing job in breaking these stories and getting these interviews, and who I would love to have on this show here one day, hopefully soon. Ross and I will connect here on UAP. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. But he did this interview on uh, News Nation and with Tim Gallaudet, again, former, or I should say retired, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral, okay? Pretty high up there, about as high as you can get. And Tim Gallaudet said unequivocally that from his experience, we are being visited by non-human intelligence that are using technology that we do not fully understand and that the military continues to cover it up. Again, we spoke about all the reasons. Maybe it's one, maybe it's all. But that cover-up continues to happen. Here's Tim talking about how he started to come across this info. This is a, this is a guy, by the way, and Tim Gallaudet, who um, admittedly, kind of like with David Grush actually, did not believe in any of this stuff. Thought it was ridiculous until it happened to them. And it actually goes back to the famous uh, Ryan Graves sighting, right? where, you know, he was flying off the East Coast of the U.S. So you'll actually hear him refer to that here in a second. Here's here's Tim Gallaudet and what he had to say with Ross Coulthart about all this. One of my jobs in the Navy, I was the chief meteorologist of the Navy. At the time when Ryan was encountering the UAP, I received a secret email with the GoFast video attached to it from my boss, my boss's operations officer, where I learn now that these were happening and occurring in, in training airspace and causing near mid-air collisions. 
So that safety issue is, is important. And I couldn't believe the Navy didn't do anything about that. And then they actually pulled back that email from my computer on the secret network. <laughs> That's the part that gets me. They pulled back a secret email on his secret network that they sent to him, the rear admiral of the Navy. They took it back. They took that email back. That's how deep this goes. It's unbelievable. But he talks about being worried about for the safety issue. And that's something that, that you know, Ryan Graves has talked about as well. The safety issue when it comes to pilots in the sky is you're, you're flying and you come across these things. Are that you going to run into them? Are they going to engage? You know, there's, there's a safety issue involved here that he says there, you know, that the, the military and the Navy is not kind of paying attention to enough. You know, why aren't they doing more about it? Well, that's the question, right, is the why. We've talked about that. But that's how secret this stuff is. You know, kind of going back to that, they they pulled the secret email that they sent to him on the secret network. They took it back. It's amazing. Gosh, it's like, but it's also amazing to me, how does this not get more attention? Which is why, again, I wanted to bring it up today, because here you have a real admiral of the Navy, retired, saying that we are in contact with aliens and these things are really happening. Well, actually, here you go, because he states it without a shadow of a doubt here. I think it's about time that we do disclose that we, we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That, that's what needs to be put out there in the public. That's me. Let me, okay, I'm going to play that again, because that's amazing. Hold on. I think it's about time that we do disclose that we, we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That, that's what needs to be put out there in the public. That's incredible. I mean... There you have it, right? And and crickets, absolute crickets from the legacy media. Did you hear about that on CNN, on Fox News, on MSNBC, on ABC News, on CBS News, on NBC News? Did you hear that anywhere? Did you see it in, in the New York Times, in the Wall Street Journal? I mean, I, I didn't see it. Maybe I missed it. Maybe, maybe that's my fault. If I missed it, that is my fault. But I didn't see that plastered across the headlines that a former rear admiral from the Navy said this. I think it's about time that we do disclose that we, we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That, that's what needs to be put out there in the public. Hello? <laughs> I mean, that is, that's a statement from a guy like that gets ignored? I mean, that's unbelievable. I do find one other thing interesting here, though, with what he said and, and how he said it. And it kind of relates back to something that Grush said in a clip I played earlier where he mentions the need for basic disclosure. If you don't want to release everything all at once, fine, okay? You win. Have it your way. If you don't want to put everything out there, if you feel like the slow drip process is a better thing to do, then fine. But as long as you get it out there. But at least start off with the basics, right? We are not alone. We have recovered craft and their occupants. Start there, those three things. Like you heard David Grush say earlier, and like you just heard that from that honestly mind-blowing statement from Tim Gallaudet, a guy who had no interest in this conversation, but a guy who has come across this stuff, understands what's going on, and wants the military and the government to do something about it. And they're not, because they're still keeping it secret. And if you just put it out there, like Tim Gallaudet said, we are in contact with intelligence that is not of this planet. Let's get all that out of the way, okay? Put it out there in the public. Just Let's just put those the basic disclosure out there. And then we can move forward from there. It doesn't have to be, you know, this 
avalanche of information where even where <laughs> aliens come down from in in their ships and land at the White House and have a joint press conference with the president. That's not what we're asking for. But if you could put out the basic information, let's get the basic truths out there, and then we can move forward. But it also becomes a question of strategy, I think. How do they want all this to come out if, if they're going to let it out at all? You know, that's always been the question for decades, decades. Maybe if they want to avoid what most refer to as the catastrophic disclosure— then they could instead give us the basic disclosure and get the ball rolling from there. So if you look at this even from a strategic standpoint, you see the ball is rolling. If you are the Pentagon, if you are the defense contractors, okay, the the people who are hiding these things for themselves, and you are trying to avoid disclosure, but you see, you, you, you understand the environment that the ball is rolling toward Disclosure, you have more and more people talking about it. It's being spoken about in the news. It's being talked about from, you know, high-level officials, retired military. People are, are, are saying these things are happening and they're real. Then maybe your strategy becomes get out in front of it and we'll have that basic disclosure. Tie people over. Avoid the catastrophic disclosure. Let them focus on the basic stuff. That way we can, you know... Give a little bit more as time goes on from there. So maybe it becomes a strategy thing where their their hand ends up being forced. But time will tell. That's just an observation on my part. We'll see. But of course, unfortunately, that's all easier said than done. Because in fact, uh, Gallaudet mentioned that in this interview with Coldheart when he spoke about how the ball is now in Washington's court. And maybe the special access programs, SAPs, special access programs, they are the ones who are preventing disclosure. Take a listen to how he wrapped it up here. So what you have going on right now are, again, legacy classified programs, special access programs, and without congressional direction and White House policy, that's not going to change. Well, there you go, right? Kind of cut and dry there. And unfortunately, it didn't change all that much last week when Senator Schumer and Rounds continued to plead their case for the UAP Disclosure Act. So to kind of wrap it up here, because you had the interviews going on, we went through all those, but then you also had the stuff going behind the scenes on Capitol Hill where they were fighting for the UAP Disclosure Act, which got torn apart because during a rousing back and forth, Schumer, who is the Senate Majority Leader, just as a reminder, by the way, it's not just some, you know, uh, freshman senator or something like, if you're not familiar with politics, this is a guy who's been around a long time. And Senator Rounds of South Dakota, Schumer, the, the Democrat, Rounds, the Republican, bipartisan, uh, you know, kind of coming together here and trying to get something done. They laid out their hopes for UAP disclosure, for the Disclosure Act, but also had to face the hard facts that it had been gutted by the likes of the two Mikes, as we call them, Mike Turner and Mike Rogers, who have connections up the wazoo, by the way, to the intelligence and defense contracting communities. But that's neither here nor there, right? So what what kind of interest would they have in keeping these things secret, right? Sure, just look at Mike Rogers and Mike Turner. We've spoken about them before in the past. If you don't know enough about them, you'll, you'll see Mike Rogers and Mike Turner, the connections they have and why they want to keep this secret, which they succeeded because they tore this thing apart. But this is a very interesting statement that Schumer made that got a lot of attention from, from those who heard it. It sounds like he is essentially calling out the government cover-up, honestly, which is astonishing for a guy in his position. 
Now, ignore his misspeak here a little bit at the beginning. You'll know what I mean when 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 you hear it. But just listen to the overall uh, statement he has here. Unidentified unanimous phenomena are of immense interest and curiosity to the American people. But with that curiosity comes the risk for confusion, disinformation, and mistrust, especially if the government isn't, isn't prepared to be transparent. The United States government has gathered a great deal of information about UAPs over many decades, but has refused to share it with the American people. That is wrong, and additionally, it breeds mistrust. We've also been notified by multiple credible sources that information on UAPs has also been withheld from Congress, which, if true, is a violation of the laws requiring full notification to the legislative branch. Pretty incredible. I mean, you have the Senate Majority Leader there talking about the how the government has refused to share info over the decades and info is being hidden from Congress. And we've all known this, right? That's always been the theory. But to hear someone like Chuck Schumer say that, on the floor, in, a, in his, the speech that he was giving, really kind of makes it hit home, doesn't it? And it kind of, of course, rattles the cages there in D.C. What will it do in the end? We'll find out. But it does make it hit home for people, I think, who continue to ignore that this is happening. And unfortunately, one of the things that was taken out of the Disclosure Act by the mics was the Presidential Review Board on UAPs. It seems pretty clear at the moment anyway that will not get... You know, to be th- this that will not get to be part of the Disclosure Act, which is something that was being fought for to have that Presidential Review Board. I think a lot was going to be able to come out through that, but it's not going to be there. But it wasn't all negative, though. Schumer did announce this one little tidbit while also acknowledging the House's refusal on some of the other key measures. This was this is pretty interesting. Listen to this. Uh, It's beyond disappointing that the House has refused to work with us on all the important elements of the UAP Disclosure Act during the NDAA conference. But nevertheless, we did make important progress. For the first time, the National Archives will gather records from across the federal government on UAPs and have a legal mandate to release those records to the public if appropriate. This is a major, major win for government transparency on UAPs, and it gives us a strong foundation for more action in the future. All right, so it's a start. Okay, now one thing he didn't say there, and this was actually reported from uh, the New York Times. I mentioned them earlier. They did report this. That's National Archives Act there where they're going to release. And you mentioned, or I should say um, highlight, you heard Schumer mention, if appropriate, those two words, the National Archives will release if appropriate to the public. So we'll see how much actually comes out from this, but... Still, it could be a nice little, uh, you know, start, you know, keep things rolling here anyway in, in, that, in that sense. But one thing that he did not mention, like I said, that the New York Times reported on with this act is that the uh, files they're going to release only pertain back to the past 25 years. So we're not going back 80, 90 years here. We're going back 25 years. And if we're going to 2024, when this act will go through... 25 years, believe it or not, only goes back to 1999, which is frightening in its own right (laughs) to think that 25 years ago is 1999. I feel like that's still five years ago, but I guess uh, that's that's a different issue. But seriously, though, I mean, that doesn't that won't even cover the Phoenix Lights. I mean, the Phoenix Lights was something that happened, what, in 1997? So, yeah, you might we'll get some good stuff, I think. But there's still a lot more that that needs to be done. And unfortunately, that UAP Disclosure Act was really 
torn into shambles when it when it hit the uh, the House floor there by the few Republicans who just tore it apart like like ravenous dogs would go after some food. It was just ridiculous. But we'll see. That's not all negative. We'll see how things kind of pan out in 2024. And I think that's going to be the big question, right? What else are we going to see? What else are we going to see here in the final couple weeks of 2023? I mean, this past week, like I said, that's why I named it UFO Mania. This past week, 7 to 10 days, was just almost head-turning, head-spinning, which is why I wanted to put it all together here today. And hopefully it was uh, useful for you, this, this kind of you know, summary of events over the past seven to 10 days was useful. That was the goal here today on this UAP weekly, because there was a lot to cover. I wanted to try to pack it all in here to this one episode and just kind of round it all up. It was, it was a lot and it's wild. The one that really sticks with me though, is that, that Tim Gallaudet quote, just unreal where you have a guy of his stature again, saying this. I think it's about time that we do disclose that we we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That That's what needs to be put out there in the public. Well, there you go, right? So what is the coming 24? Lots of, t- lots of talk about that, that there might be some really, uh, I guess, mind-blowing, I don't know, but some type of bigger disclosure going on. Of course, we'll find out as it comes. I'll be right here to talk about it all as it happens. And how will this all translate to an election cycle? That's a question I have, too. And some final thoughts here before we wrap up. This conversation has never been this big. Let's face it, right? It, re- it really hasn't. As far as the mainstream is concerned, it's never been this big. So how will, it, will this have any effect on an election cycle in 2024? It's a presidential election year. And why is Chuck Schumer and others so intent on disclosure all of a sudden? Why now? And that's my question that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I said I had a question about all this once we wrapped it all up. And I'll, I'll close out with this. Why specifically now? That's the question I keep coming back to. That's been my biggest question this year, actually. And it's a question that, that has rang louder in my head over the past 7 to 10 days with all this that has come up that we spoke about here today. It seems like it's just been accelerating. The conversation, the push toward disclosure has been accelerating at a speed I have never seen before. It's it's really been incredible to watch and to witness. Especially, again, like I said, you have all these big names that we went over, but I am curious about a guy like Chuck Schumer, a guy in his position, you know, a Senate Majority Leader, where you have the power that he has, and he's choosing to use it now after his entire career in politics. Now he's going after this when it comes to UAP and the discussion, the phenomena, and, and disclosure when in this conversation. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like implying some type of underhand tactics. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to figure out why is the conversation accelerating the way that it is, and why do we have the people who are pushing it, everybody that we've spoken about here today, why do we have all these people who are pushing it deciding to push it so hard now, <laughs> specifically? It's, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, it's happening right before our eyes. So we got to keep covering it as it goes on. It's, uh, it's wild times. I'm so happy and grateful to be here to talk about it all with you on UAP Weekly. It's, it's really something. And just remember, I've said this before, and it's worth repeating again. There are those who wish to continue the secrecy and cover things up. And there are those who are trying to stop them and bring these stories to light. We are on the right side of history. Those of us who are trying to stop 
the people stonewalling all of these things. Those of us who are trying to bring about disclosure and ask the questions and bring about truth for the societies and the general population of the world, we are on the right side of history. I really do believe that. So we're going to continue to push and continue to talk about these things and point out the interviews and highlight the quotes and ask the questions because those are the times we're living in. And we're going we're gonna to get this done. We're going to figure this out. Gosh darn it. One of these days, we are going to find out more answers. But that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me. I hope I was able to give you some context to this crazy week and beyond. I'll keep you updated, by the way, on all things UAP and future episodes. Uh, Bizarre Encounters Part 3 for UAP Episode 77. That will be out this week. I want to have it out before Christmas to finish off that series and kind of be became a trilogy. I wasn't um, expecting it to become a trilogy. I didn't start off that way, but there's a lot of bizarre encounters out there. So we're going to finish off that series, and uh, it is quite a doozy. I have it all in my head. For that part three, I have the whole thing in my head. I just have to put it out on on paper and put it out to you to, to get out that episode. So expect that uh, later on this week before Christmas, like I said. Definitely keep an eye out for that. Of course, don't forget to download and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. It's everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your your podcasts. And you can follow the show on Twitter, X, if you're not already, at UAPodcast850. On all social medias, actually, YouTube, TikTok, everything, and especially on Twitter. That's where I put most of the stuff, at UAPodcast850 is where you can follow the show. I post a lot of updates, uh, things like that. You can email me directly as well if you'd rather do that sdeaneruap at gmail.com. I will get back to you. I promise there are emails in my inbox that I have not responded to yet. I really apologize. I am going to get back to you. I always try to get back to everybody. So if you have something to say, by all means, s-d-i-e-n-e-r-u-a-p at gmail.com. That's sdeaneruap at gmail.com if you would like to email me. And of course, you can check out everything on uappodcast.com. It's all wrapped up there. Great website that we built here. So everything having to do, to do with the show is also on UAPpodcast.com. But on that note, thank you all again so much. Thank you for everything, for your support, for listening, for uh, you know accepting me as part of this community. It really, truly means the world to me. And I'm going to do my best to continue to do my best for you. So until next time, Stephen Diener right here on UAP. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.